This is your Harrogate, and it's time to talk about one of the biggest events that's going to take place in Harrogate this year. It's the Martin House Glitter Ball on Friday, the 5th of May at Rudding Park. And there's going to be something, I think there's something like a thousand people here. We're hosting it. I'm hosting it from your Harrogate, all to raise money for Martin House. £120 a ticket, and you can get tickets now from the Martin House website. We've got somebody with us who's going to be playing a key role on the evening itself on Friday, the 5th of May. So, Manraj Sangera, you are the key speaker at this event. So this is the bit when, you know, in a noisy marquee at Rudding Park, it's the, it's the one time when people will stop and listen. But obviously there's a very serious reason why you've been asked to be the key speaker. Yes. Um, I spoke for Martin House back in 2017, I think it was. Um, and at that time, my, um, my son, Arjun Sangera, was alive. And I think the key word there is was. Um, unfortunately, he passed away in um, February, or February the 14th, uh, 2020. And I am going to be talking about the journey that we went through as a family, through his birth, through to the care provided by Martin House and follow-up care with bereavement support once our son had passed away. So I wanted to be in a position where I could talk about the entire journey because a lot of parents who access Martin House um, haven't experienced the full journey yet, but if they have, then they will struggle to stand up and talk about it openly. And my mission is to talk about this in as many um, locations and as many events as possible, not only about Martin House, but also about palliative children's palliative care across the country and the provision that's um, provided out there across the country. And start to home in a little bit more on the funding that's given and the government cuts on the funding as well, which I think are vital for everybody to be aware of. We spend a lot of time talking about adult hospices and adult hospices, we are all very much aware that that is where individuals would go for end of life. And I think the word hospice has some real misconceptions. And I would look, one of my key missions is to go out and explain to individuals that a hospice, especially a children's hospice, is actually a really, really happy and fun place. A place where we go for respite, a place where we go for us as parents to be parents and not to be carers, nurses, doctors, an advocate for our child, but actually to be a family. And that is what Martin House especially has provided for us on our journey with our son. And, and now looking back, does it all piece together what a difference Martin House made for you and your family? Hugely, hugely. When we look back, we re you can really, really see that without Martin House, we couldn't have coped. Martin House were there at the end of the phone for us 24 hours a day. I mean, there were occasions when I'd ring them seven, eight, nine, ten times in a day, especially towards the last two weeks of our son's life, where I required support at home. And we didn't want him going into a hospital. I didn't want him to die at home. 
we wanted him in Martin House, but we wanted him at home for as long as possible. And in order for us to be able to do that, we had to access their service, but we had to access their outreach service. So they came out to us in our family home to help us give him the palliative care that he required, ensuring that he wasn't going to be in any pain. They taught us how to administer really high doses of specialist medication. Um, I'd pick up the phone at three o'clock in the morning and ring them and say, I'm really scared, this is what's happened, he's not breathing um, as we'd expect him to, it's very shallow, or um, he started to vomit, uh, he started to vomit a lot of blood, and that was terrifying for us as a family, especially when you have two younger children who are upstairs in bed, and you and your husband are downstairs dealing with managing, managing a child with such complex needs who we knew was dying and we knew was coming towards the end of life. And Martin House were our saviours. We picked up the phone, we called them, they advised us over the telephone and they would ring us back as well to ensure that we were okay. So it's, it's really a holistic approach to care that you, that's provided to you there and care that isn't provided within the community down to funding and we have to remember that these services are free you know as families we do not pay for this service we rely on the government statutory funding of which only 10 percent the government gives martin house requires nine million pounds a year to run and that's a huge feat and we rely on fundraising on volunteers philanthropists and events like this and events within the community to allow the home to continue to run. And it's vital, your support is vital, and I, I can't stress that enough. Yeah, so obviously the, the biggest thing we're asking today is come to this do, come to this ball. Support on Friday the 5th of May. The details are on the Martin House website. You can go and get your tickets. And uh, it just happens to be a bank holiday weekend, so there's no of excuse course. for letting your head out. For, for you, I mean... I mean Talking about it is hard enough, but talking about it in a in a room, I mean, literally, I'm not just mean full, I mean, you know, thousand people. How how do you find talking talking about it? How do you find talking about, you know, your son and, and everything that, that happened? Um, if I'm honest with you, for two years, m m he passed away in, on, on the 14th of February. So the Day of Hearts, that's how we remember it. Um, obviously Valentine's Day and it'll be three years this year that he passed away and if I'm honest I haven't really spoken about him I found it really really challenging and early this year early towards the end of last year is when I had a real sort of moment where um, the grief hit me I was fine up until then or at least I thought I was fine and it was September when we went, I went to um, India to do the, his final rites. And when I returned, um, the grief hit. It hit really, really hard. And I think it's something that we can bury, but you can only bury it for so long. And I think as time has passed and as I've, I've, I've sort of managed that grief with the help of Martin House Bereavement Support, I'm learning that in order to live with the grief, talking about him, more importantly, talking about his journey and allowing myself to open up about it and the pain 
Um, and you know, when your child dies, and we find it so hard to talk about because it's our worst nightmare. It's something that nobody wants to even think about and contemplate, whether it's your own child, whether it's a sibling, whether it's a niece or a nephew, thinking of a child passing away is, is the most challenging, most painful thing that anybody could either experience or wish to think about. But talking about it has allowed me to come to terms with it in a sense, and also knowing that I'm able to do some good and keep his name alive and ensure that I am able to be an advocate for other families who are unable to speak up, an advocate for the Children's Palliative Care Service throughout the region and throughout the country. I'm starting to do some work with um, Together for Shorter Lives on a national scale, and that's where my heart is. And Martin House has been the anchor for us as a family and for my grief to allow me to live around the deep, dark hole that lives within me and will do forever. Um, I think that's what we say, don't we? You know, we try and live with the grief, but actually we grow around the grief. But the grief is always there. That hole will always be there. And when you lose a child, especially as a mother, a, a part of your soul goes with that child, which is irreplaceable but you learn to grow around it. And I'm on quite a long journey and I know it's going to be a, a really long journey. It's a lifetime journey of coming to terms with what's happened. And it was 17 years that Adjun survived. And the day he was born, we were told that he wasn't going to survive. We were taking him home to die. And, you know, as he, as he, as he grew and his needs became increasingly complex, we changed and grew as a family, and that journey is something that, sadly, a lot of families go through and experience, but are unable to vocalise and talk about it because it is so painful. And I'm not going to say I'm sitting here thinking that it, feeling not feeling anything because I am, but to stand up in front of a thousand people um, is not. Is, it's a huge privilege. It's a huge privilege terrifying i think i think it's also fair to say that you know your own personality you you are somebody who would you know bang a few heads together if it would make a difference oh definitely of, uh, but you know but then but then you know channeling into this and i think knowing the thing because the thing i'm thinking while you're talking is there's there's so many people um listening right now who will never have stepped foot in martin house and and just to just to people to feel from what you've spoken about this morning what a difference that place makes to people um is really important because that that's the you know the reason for you being here isn't it this yes, morning it, that's that's the reason for raising the money yeah i think um if you ever ever had the opportunity to step foot in martin house you would be astounded once you walk in it is the most loving most caring, most joyful place that you will walk into. And that is what family needs. We need to feel, for, for you know, for better of a different word, normal. Yeah. And, and it sounds odd to say that because what is normal? Our normal as a family growing up with a child with such complex needs and knowing that he's going, he's going to die. You know, as parents, we knew our son was going to die before we were. We knew that. Um, 
but we needed a place that we could go and be a family. And that is why Martin House is so, so important. You know, you're, there's a kitchen there and it is open 24-7. And that may sound something really trivial, but actually it's not because as families, as carers, we don't eat regularly. You know, it's something as simple as that. You know, we don't feed ourselves, we don't nourish ourselves because we, our sole purpose, our sole aim is to ensure that our children are okay and our child is medicated at the correct time, that our children, our, the medication is ordered. Um, we've got doctor's appointments, we've got hospital appointments, we've got advocacy, advocacy work, we've got social services, disability services, um, we've got um, consultants' appointments, we're travelling over to Leeds or over to Sheffield or over to Great Ormond Street Hospital. You know, we're doing all of this and we do forget about ourselves. And what Martin House does is not only look after the young person, the child, not only the siblings, but looks after us as parents. Yeah. And we yeah. don't get that. We don't get that anywhere else. Yeah, I think it's so important. Really appreciate you sharing that with us this morning. And and as I said at the beginning, the, the reason for the chat this morning is because there's this amazing event, Friday the 5th of May at Rudding Park. If you've, if you've been moved or touched by what you've heard this morning, please go and buy a ticket. It's on the Martin House website. It's called The Glitter Ball. And Mamraj, I, I mean, I could talk all day, but uh, but there isn't there isn't time. But thank you so much for joining us this morning, and and obviously for for sharing everything that you've been through with us as well. Thank you very much for having me. 